Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Hop, hop, like a bunny. Hop, hop. (laughs) I was so certain you were going to put on a pair of sunglasses and be like, Nadim, I can't see you. I did that. Did I do that? What did I do for Wait Until Dark? I don't remember. Oh, is that what you did for Wait Until Dark? I did something that had to Maybe do with that being was... blind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. But uh, no. Hop, hop, okay. like a hop, bunny. Hop, like a bunny. There we go. Yeah. Sure. There you go. It works. Uh, Nita, how's it going? I am living and breathing. It's oh, today, that's what the kind of day it is? It felt like a living and breathing kind of day. It is Monday, March 28th. It is the day after the Oscars. It is. And what what an Oscars oh my it God. was. I don't know what's happening. Like, let's be honest. It's the 28th. This is premiering on April 6th. Yeah. So who knows what has happened in the last 10 days? Yeah. we and Anything we say today could totally be wrong. Could totally be wrong. In a but week's time. But right now, it's all we ha- can talk about. Yeah. That's <laughs> like be all quite that's honest. there. They're, yeah. It's like the only thing anyone's talking about. My mom... Was, my parents were in Houston for a wedding, mm-hmm. and they got back, and she's like, so did you watch it happen? And I'm like, why did you see it happen? <laughs> and she's just like, it's everywhere. It's the only thing. I love that for your mom, that she's up to date <laughs> with the Real happenings of the world. But Mita. Yes. This is like breaking news for breaking you. Breaking news. For, not for our listeners, because by yeah. the time they get to this, this will be old news. But Will Smith just released an uh, apology. Yes, I was busy making dinner and cleaning up, so I haven't seen this apology yet. But um, I'm going to read it out to you and get your okay. live reaction. So okay, he posted it on this. his Insta. Okay. Okay. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world, which is apparently 15 million people. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. Didn't think uh, apologize to the other winners. He said people there, but like you also yeah. took away the thunder from the winners. He took away Jessica Chastain's thunder. Also, Coda's. Yeah, well, I think less <laughs> and Troy Couture. Be... Like, there's a right. Like, there's... no, I I actually think that like anything who that happened before still had that like magic. Yeah. Anything that happened after is really Dirt what is like kind of tainted now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Best Picture has its moment, uh-huh. and like Will Smith won Best Actor. It was really Jessica Chastain who kind of. Who kind of he kind of felt like, a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit. Um, how do I feel about that? I'm glad he apologized to Chris Rock because that's that was the part in his like acceptance speech. I was like, you're saying sorry right now, but you're not but saying you sorry to the person you just yeah. punched. I don't know. I I okay. I don't like Will Smith, and I have felt this way for quite some time. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm seeing what I've believed for a really long time now. Yeah, and this I is think, confirmation bias. Yes. And I think the rest of the world is like being like, what? We love Will Smith. How could he do this? Yeah. How could he? Like, he's not this guy at all. And so I find it interesting that they feel like the joke was a direct hit towards her medical condition because I didn't get that. I didn't read it like at that. All. No. I just felt it was a bad joke about someone's hairstyle. Yeah. And I don't think Chris Rock like meant it in any malicious way. No. It wasn't like he was saying like, Will Smith drives Jada Pinkett Smith so crazy she had to pull her own hair out. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't yeah. say that. Yeah. He just said, I'm excited for G.I. Jane too. Yeah. Which even if you made that joke in the 90s when it was relevant, it w- wouldn't Yeah, that was funny. my other thing. I'm like, <laughs> This generation of people is probably like, what is G.I. Jane? G.I. Jane, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Demi Moore was like, Even what? Demi Moore is like, wait, really? Is that about me? Mm-hmm. This, to me, comes off very insincere, if I'm being honest. Well, it's I don't, clearly I don't, written by a PR person. It's clearly PR. Yeah. Also, I read a bunch of accounts today from people who were at the Dolby Theater mm-hmm. who said that you could see like the activity, especially during commercials breaks, and there was constantly someone from his PR team with him after that. Oh. Like someone, yeah. So he was being like that micromanaged by that point. Yeah. So because they, they definitely... also, he knew he was going to win. So they had to be there. Yeah. They knew he was going to win. There was no way he wasn't winning. And so like they had to be on it. And the speech was just a hot mess of guilt. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that the PR was just like, if you win, you have to say something. Yeah. Like, do not ignore it. Maybe don't say something. Like, this is this has been very manipulated. And it sounds very, like, it just sounds very calculated. None of this sounds sincere. You were at the Academy Awards and did not apologize for your actions. And now you want to send out a written, like, message on your Instagram? I don't think so. Oh, and his accept his acceptance speech is what, like, bugs me the most. Yeah, Because the verbiage that he uses, I'm not saying Will Smith is an abusive yeah. person, but the verbiage he used is what abusers use when they're, yeah. like, apologizing for something that they did. Yeah, for and, their like, abuse. his PR team did not have enough time to be able to come up with something like his response today. Yeah, because his yeah. PR team probably, in all honesty, they probably could have quickly enough crafted a very quick speech and been like you need to read this but people would have known that exactly that. that that's what that was oh but there's such a way to do about it write it on a scratch piece of paper ha- put it in his pocket so he fumbles around with it yeah, and yeah, like yeah. reads it out loud yeah you know but i don't i don't know if people would have bought it to be quite honest no probably not i think people would have been like i'm sure especially because people are in the theater and they saw like people were seeing the activity if it was me, I would have called Chris Rock to the stage. <laughs> I would have been like, Chris, get up here. And I would have hugged it out with him. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would have been hilarious. I think that would have been the only, but to be quite honest, I think that's the only way he could have gotten away with it. Yeah. Was to like really nip it in the bud. Because now you've gotten too long. Oh, the Academy released a statement as yes. well. I did see part of that, that they yeah. do not condone that kind of behavior and they're investigating it. I what wonder. That that's mean? that's a statement to buy time and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I get that because this is unprecedented, and now they have to figure out what they can do. Because a lot of people who are calling for him to be stripped of his award are saying that like, 
Yeah, exactly. And then what do you do? Do you call... Then you strip him of this and then someone is going to raise their hand and be like, okay, it's time to strip Roman Polanski of his... Okay, well, it's remember time. when Casey Affleck won an award and yeah. he raped some women? Yeah, like it's just it's, it's just too, it's going to get real messy at that point. And Woody Allen will have Woody Allen. I and I I think I have I stand by my statement. It's meant to be about the art, not about the person, and that's what you're rewarding. So he mm-hmm. should be able to keep it, but he should be kicked out of the Academy. Is and he in the? Is he a member of the? Academy? I think he is. Okay, I'm sure he is, and then mm-hmm. he should be. Barred from coming back next year. Well, there you go, Jada. You got your wish. You're boycotting it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, to be quite honest, in the end, I think that's what's going to happen. They cannot welcome him back next year. No. No way he's presenting best actress. No way he's presenting best actress next year. It's just not going to happen. No. Nope, nope, nope. But we'll see. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll know by this time next week what happens. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, It changes all the time. Yeah. I kind of like this as an idea of. It's like us predicting the future. And then when people listen to it, they're like, oh, they were right. Oh, they were wrong. I like that. There you go. So I know you watched something randomly before we get into our movie. I just want to let you know, before we were recording, I was waiting for you. And I was watching Longshot, that documentary. (laughs) I'm almost done. I've got like 10 minutes. Oh. How did you leave at 10 minutes? I know. I was actually going to call you, message you, and be like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. But then I was you like, should no. have. Uh, no, okay, stop done. right now. Go watch it. Watch no. it on air. <laughs> no, it's good, though. It's okay. cute. Right? I'm it's, enjoying it's it. It's yeah. so much fun. Um, I'm glad yeah, you I, didn't pick it as a, a movie for this, though, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, it's too short, and there's it's not much short. you can talk about there. Yeah, there's not much content I, there. I do think it's something that everybody should watch, though, because it is really entertaining. It's fun. And, like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's for true crime. It's fun. For true crime, yeah. yeah, it's a little like jazzy, but yeah. it's lighthearted, you know. You want to tell us what you watched aside from the Academy Awards? <laughs> oh, by the way, did you finish all the best I pictures? Did. I finished Nightmare um, Alley, and I finished and dr- driving, driving my, my car. car. Oh, my what are your car thoughts? Is excruciatingly long. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's really long. I don't even remember it to be honest with you it's because really I was just waiting long. for it to be over. What are your thoughts though on it? I'm actually, I was really curious to hear your thoughts. Everything feels really muddled to me right now because I watched, I have those two and they're both really long. So I don't really have a clear pathway yet. I think it's a really beautiful story and I think it's very interesting. I just don't know if I can watch foreign language films that are three hours long. I don't have the stamina. You used to watch Bollywood movies all the time. But even so, sometimes I don't have this, like I need to be. In a very specific. Yeah. What did you think of it? It is a three-hour movie about forgiveness and grief in Mm -hmm. a foreign language. It is is a talky drama. Yeah. I'm all for length. I'm actually okay with length if you can justify it. This movie doesn't justify it for me. No. I liked it. I really did like it. It is a beautiful movie. It's a moving film. Mm -hmm. I like the slowness and the pacing. I do actually appreciate all of that. It should have been... Bare minimum, a half hour shorter. It was just too long. It does make me nostalgic for like cassette players and cars. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But you know when you had a yeah. really good one and you would put yeah. it in or the car would damage it and you'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, Nightmare Alley. <laughs> you didn't like it at all. It's just like so unnecessary. Yeah. I thought it would. It, it has a lot of elements that I sh- I would enjoy yeah i love tarot i love the circus yeah 
I like like Kate this Blanchett. mysterious noir. I love Kate Blanchett. I love Tony Collette. Yeah. I just was like, I think because I watched these two at the end, and I was just the watching fatigue them, of it is starting. The it fatigue, starts to settle in. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't quite under like I feel. I, isn't the rule that they can have ten films nominated, but they don't need to have ten films yeah. nominated? Yeah. I don't know why this got nominated. Yeah. I'm really puzzled by that because it's not that great. And did it? Ha- it didn't have any other like technical awards. It had anything. a couple of technicals. Okay. It had, I think, it had like three or four nominations total. But I all I watched it and I was just like, this was two movies in one. Yeah. I did not get why, and I thought the more interesting movie would have been, and the shorter movie mm-hmm. would have been just to have it from when he's like famous. Yeah. Not you don't the, need to. You see don't need the, the circus buildup. No. It just, it's the whole thing felt The circus sells itself. You don't need to tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. We can just jump right in there, you know? So if you had to rank them. So for number one, I actually had Belfast because I enjoyed that. For two, I have West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Keeping that. Three, I'm going to do Power of the Dog. Mm -hmm. Four, I had Dune. I think I'm going to keep... Five as Coda, six as Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking where I want to place it. Seven as Nightmare Alley, eight as Don't Look Up, nine as King Richard, ten Drive My Cars on my low end of the list. Really, Just, the length, the length, and the 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 rush to see it. I think um, in other, like when I first saw La La Land, I didn't like La La Land. Yeah. Because I was, because at that point when I had seen it, the hype was like so big and everybody yeah. was talking about it. So I was looking for things to kind of pinpoint of why I didn't like it. But yeah. then, like on a second viewing, I love La La Land. I mean, not yeah. to the extent that you do, no. but I, <laughs> but I do love it. With this, I was also looking for things like, I'm going to compare, and I shouldn't do it on this, but I'm going to compare this to how I feel about Parasite because yeah. that is the other international Asian film movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that has one best film. So I, I was in a team meeting today and everyone was talking about the Will Smith thing. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, someone was just, someone was, we were, people were talking about whether this was worth or the La La Land Moonlight mix up. Yeah. And we were like, oh, no, this is worse. And then someone was just like, but I really like La La Land. And then the entire group of people were like, yeah, I love La La Land. <laughs> There you go. And I think it's, again, I think it's because we, we work in video and production. Yeah. And I think it's just, I think it, it speaks really to people. Enjoyable. Yeah. It is really enjoyable. It is, yeah. It speaks to that lo- that kind of people, which is why it's as popular as it is. I'm going to name mine, and then we'll we'll move into the review. Okay. I think Power of the Dog still number one. Mm-hmm. Power of the Dog was the movie. Two is Belfast. Yep. Three, My Boy Denis and Dune. <laughs> yeah. Four, West Side. Uh-huh. I think I'd put... Licorice Pizza at five, mm-hmm. and then Drive My Car at six, and then Drive My Car at six, Coda at seven, King Richard at at eight, Don't Look Up at nine, Nightmare Alley at ten. Yeah. 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 It was an interesting season. Some of these don't need to be nominated. If Don't Look Up doesn't need to be nominated. Nightmare Alley no. doesn't need to be nominated. But I will say, even if you don't like or love Drive My Car, I'm still glad it was nominated. Yes, I'm happy for them for that. For a foreign film to get that far. I also we don't think King Richard needed to be nominated for Best Picture. No, it didn't. No. And I'm kind of happy Beyonce lost Best Song. Well, I love that Billie Eilish song. 
Billie Eilish it knows nice. what she's doing. That's a good song. And it has yeah. a nice it has a nice tone to it too. And it works with the film. You haven't seen No Time to Die, right? No. Okay. I think Maybe you can watch it now on I think something. I can. You should watch it in your theater. Maybe I will. Yeah. But Mita, that's for another time. There we go. Because we are here to do our final movie review oh, of season two. My Lanta. I know. My Lanta. <laughs> my Lanta. Well, what? wow. I am blinded by <laughs> your choice and that we've made it this far. I know. Yeah. So this week, it was my final movie. Mm-hmm. And for this week, mm-hmm. this is actually movie 100. Oh, it's not really? episode 100, it's movie oh, 100 it's because. Movie 100. Yeah, yeah, because the Demita Awards kind of threw Fair. things off. But it is movie 100. Wow. And for movie 100, mm-hmm. I picked the 2018 Bollywood drama thriller called Andhadhun, which yep. translates to Blind Melody. Mm-hmm. Mita, do you want to give us a quick disco before I talk about my choices? Sure, why not? The IMDb disco for Andhadhun is as follows. A series of mysterious events change the life of a blind pianist who must now report a crime that he should technically know nothing of. I said pianist and I said it perfectly. (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) I didn't have to do like three takes because I was worried that that wasn't going to happen. Okay. That worked out. Adrian Brody taught me how to say pianist. (laughs) But yeah, that is the description of it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And it doesn't give too much away, which I like. Yeah. It's like subtle. I did what you said. I didn't look anything up. However, once I saw the poster, I was like, oh, Nadim's talked about this before. So (laughs) I did know. I did remember what it was a little bit. But why don't you tell myself and our listeners why you chose this film for your last film this season and for movie 100. Okay. So I wanted to end on a Bollywood note. Mm-hmm. Because I think one thing I really established was, for me, Hindi movies have really been an important part of my life. And they've been an important part of my cinema education and what has attracted me to movies. Bollywood movies were the first movies I watched, right? Like they were the things as a kid that I really liked. And then mm-hmm. I started to experience Western cinema. So I wanted to end on something like emotionally kind of sustaining for, for that reason. And I kind of hummed and hawed about what Bollywood movie to pick because I did want to show a gamut of kind of stuff. I picked five movies. Mm -hmm. We watched Lutera, which was a romantic drama. We watched Dalvar, which was a true crime drama. Then we watched Heather, which was a drama drama. (laughs) (laughs) A Shakespearean drama. Shakespearean drama. We watched Gangs of Wasipur, which was a kind of indie gangster movie. And I did want to pick something more commercial. So mm-hmm. I really uh, I really went between this and another movie I've told you to watch a few times, Two States. Okay, yeah. Which is a... Told me to watch Two States. So I've told much. you to watch Two States a lot. It's a romance. It's a mm-hmm. plain romance. Just simple story executed incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of been between the two of these. But Andhadun is the definition of a ride. It's so breakneck speed, just like entertaining. And I think it's kind of the start of what I think is a renaissance in the Hindi cinema world. It is a fun movie that doesn't sacrifice on performance or screenplay, but it's also not trying to be anything other than an entertaining film. 
Mm-hmm. It is really just trying to. Sri Ram Raghavan, who made this, he's just trying to be entertaining. He wants to he wants to upend your expectations and give you twist after twist after twist and have you leaving the theater being like, that was so much fun. And I think because I picked so much serious Bollywood stuff, I really wanted to show you something a little bit lighter. And I really thought this would be up your alley. So now tell me. So what I will say about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you nervous? A little. A little? Oh, okay. I don't want you to be nervous. Well, actually, it's kind of fun to see you nervous. What I will say about this is I think there are a lot of Bollywood movies that attempt to do this. Mm-hmm. And this, and when they do it, it becomes very kitschy. It's very mm-hmm. cheesy. This isn't that at all. It actually is very thrilling from the get-go. From the beginning, you're invested. You want to see what's happening here. What I will say is I think it's a bit long-winded. Okay. <laughs> and it's only two hours and 15 minutes. Like, it's yeah. not reaching that three-hour point. No. But at, I do see what you're saying. Of this director really wanted to take people for a ride. And there are a lot of twists and turns here. Mm-hmm. There is a twist and turn that I don't think is necessary at all. I, we're going to have to give a spoiler. Like, spoiler alert. Yeah, because there's just way too much in this yeah. to talk about without talking about the spoilers. And I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it. Do you want to guess what I'm talking about? Well, first, finish off what you were saying. Yes, there are parts of it that... Okay, so just generally generally speaking, if I was to sit down and watch this, extremely entertaining. Very good choice, Nadim. This is up my alley. <laughs> yeah. This is something I would want to watch yeah. and was enjoyable for me. In terms of me like reviewing, I do have some like little nitpicky yeah. things, right? But all in all, I did have a really good time. I literally watched this right before we recorded. Like mm-hmm. I gave myself a buffer of a couple hours, but mm-hmm. I, I had tried to watch it a couple times, but... The Oscars are really, they really take the life out of you. Oh, you just finished this? I just finished this at like 5.30. (laughs) Did you start it right after work? Right after work, I started it. (laughs) Because I had started it, I was good. Like you, we last recorded on Wednesday. Yeah. And I like had started it on Thursday Mm -hmm. and then just life took over and so i didn't really get to it and you're probably complaining because like i also watched steve jobs in between there but i needed something i needed something familiar while i ate dinner Um, (laughs) but yes i i left this one to the last minute because you know watching things for the oscars takes up a lot of time especially with drive my car drive my car yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so i waited till today to watch it but I actually, I was dreading it all day. I was like, oh, I got to I gotta finish this movie. I got to watch yeah. it. And watching it, I was like, oh, thank goodness. It's something light. Because <laughs> you were certain that I had given you something like heavy to watch. I had an idea because I remembered what you had said about it before. Like, I remember it being sort of like a thriller yeah. um, and like a mystery and a murder mystery at that. Yeah. And it's not even a whodunit. It's like, how do we get away with it? Which is yeah. always really exciting yeah. for me. And so I remembered that. So I knew that it wasn't going to be too um, too serious. But yeah. with your choices, I never know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And as soon as I started it, it actually, like the first instance, it reminded me a lot of Knives Out. 
Yeah, that's yeah. very fair. It has that same energy to it. It does, especially yeah. with like the piano and the yeah. music and like what's happening. But I also feel like this is, it's really interesting because I feel like it's three different movies and like one. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. It's not like too jumbled. But I guess my biggest takeaway though is that it is a little bit long and there are some things that I would take out, which I will spoil now for people. So I think first of all, if I, I do highly recommend you watch this, especially because I don't actually I can't think of a Western equivalent that is this kind of like balls out, just like wacky, wacky mm-hmm. and still functioning as a film. Yeah. Do you know this was a huge hit in China? Really? Like huge hit in China. That's, well, I don't know Chinese audiences, so I don't know what they're. It was bizarre, but it did a, it did really good numbers in India than it like it was it did a lot of money across the world. But I can't think of a western example. Like not even Knives Out is this. It's not wacky out there. like this. It's yeah. not out there. And this is so contained, so I really do recommend you watch it cuz I watched this with my cousin who was visiting from London and I was like, "Oh, I have to watch this for my podcast. Do you want to watch it with me?" And she sat there. And literally any time, and the twists are pretty, like, they're pretty regular, Mm -hmm. and they're pretty big revelations, Mm -hmm. so any time something happens, she'd be like, what? Like, her reaction (laughs) was so entertaining to experience while it was happening, especially as I remembered the things that were going to happen. I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is... Wait till she sees this. I can't wait till this thing happens. So... It was. It's fun to watch. So if you are going to watch it, please stop listening uh, and come back to it after you've listened. And watch it with someone because watching yes. it alone wasn't yes. that fun. And as you're describing it, I think yeah. it would be much more enjoyable if you're like there with somebody else. I-, I think you feed off that energy. It's like I said with, I don't think we talked about this, but Mita and I watched Spider-Man yeah. together. We did. <laughs> Finally. Did we talk about this on the podcast? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. So oh, yeah, because I... we skipped small talk when we recorded on Wednesday because oh, yeah. we knew it was going to be Oscar talk. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah. So Mita came over to my house to watch Spider-Man finally at, in my home theater. And my response to Mita when she asked me how I liked it, I'm like, I thought the movie was pretty average. But watching it with Mita, who was like so <laughs> into it, was honestly, like I, I say it without any irony, it was so entertaining to watch it with her. It Things happen in that ex- movie yeah. that are just like so wild. <laughs> it it elevates the experience, and I think I can totally see that. And I almost mm-hmm. wish I had told. Like in retrospect, now I'm like I should have told you watch it with someone because it's just more entertaining. I mean, but I don't have anybody to watch. You could watch it with your dad. Uh, he's not like that in movies. Plus, he no. had seen it before. He knew what I was. Watching, oh, he knew. So. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, just but yeah. to spoil a little bit, this is a movie about a pianist who's blind. <laughs> And then turns out he's not. He fakes being blind because he believes that if he thinks he's blind while playing, he'll feel the music better. Yeah. Twist number one. Yes. He eventually comes, goes to do a private concert at someone's house where, how do you explain this? So he goes to do this private concert where it's supposed to be a husband is yes. surprising his wife with this private concert for the two of them for their anniversary when he arrives there the wife's like my husband's not home what are you doing here um and she can see that he's blind and he explains oh like your husband asked me to come to do this concert for you so she lets him in anyways because she believes he's blind and while he's sitting at the piano playing he sees that her husband has been shot dead and is lying on the floor (laughs) and she is clearly and her lover are trying to cover up the murder while this 
alleged blind man is trying to play the piano. Piano. But he sees everything that is going on. It's exquisite, really. <laughs> it's quite something as a twist. And yeah. how the whole scene plays out is it's immaculate. It's very good. And then turns out that the man she was having an affair with, then he goes to report the crime. Yes. And it turns out that the man she was having an affair with is the police chief. Chief. (laughs) The man who just covered up this murder. Yes. And it starts to like escalate from there. And it really just like builds and builds and builds until I think what Mita's saying, Mm -hmm. there is a... So eventually this woman played by the amazing Tabu in this. Let's give Tabu an Oscar, can <laughs> yeah, we? Like, she is, she is the definition of femme fatale. Yeah. It's so good. She's very good. She's so good. She's so good in this. Yes. And she she's figures, universal. She's, yeah, she totally yeah. is universal. She figures out that he's not blind, mm-hmm. but then she blinds him, mm-hmm. which is, again, I it's love just it. genius. I, <laughs> that's not what my... That's not it. I, I think that. the whole That's kidney thing is the thing that kind of threw yes. you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also, inc- I feel like Stefan, this movie includes <laughs> yeah. trafficking Absolutely. human organs, yeah. which I just, I was like, okay, where are we going yeah. with this? Because it's a little unnecessary. Yeah. So there's a subplot about how when he's blind, he gets, he takes refuge with people he knows from the, st- like his locality, the streets. Mm-hmm. They knew him when they he was pretending to be blind, and now he's actually blind. And they're actually there to harvest his organs. His and get a lot of money for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then more twists ensue from there. That's when I was just like, I was I was in on this. I was like all for it. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, where are we going here? And that's when I was like, now this movie feels really long. Like, I think... it The movie works. Like, they wind up tying everything in the end. Um, and everything kind of like has its place. But I also think it might have just been a more effective story if we got rid of that whole section. Yeah. And watching it this time, like again, when I'm watching it with that like same acuteness, I did kind of feel the same thing. It is still fun to watch because mm-hmm. it is still it is still a twist. It still is fresh and all of that. And how he kind of I think I think the the reason it doesn't land as strongly as it could is because it. When you're watching it, you realize it's kind of a means to get to the end. Yeah. It doesn't feel as, like, seamless as everything else. And the other twists are, like, they're all so earned. They feel like genuine surprises. Yeah. Which that one just didn't feel like a surprise to me. It just felt like, okay, now you're trying to drag this along. Yeah. And I think once you get to where it's going and how the characters are, like, how how it's going to wind up the stories, you're like, okay, I, I understand why you did what you did, but... I'm not sure if it landed. And the end still, like, the ending is still great and all of that, so it kind of works out. But I was actually very curious. Did you figure out any of the twists? So I had a general idea that, like, she was a wife that was cheating on her husband. So Mm -hmm. that wasn't a surprise. When he walked into the bathroom and the police officer was there, Mm -hmm. we didn't know he was a police officer at that point. Mm -hmm. But when he walked in the bathroom and the lever was there, then I was startled. Like, oh, like, I didn't realize, like, it was a couple who murdered her husband and then i went into with the mentality of like they planned to murder her husband but then i realized wait it was a a surprise so like that my plans didn't work out i didn't quite solve the murder i was surprised with the the organ harvesting because i didn't think we were we were going there i was surprised when um blinds him because i did not see that coming yeah 
I did. I thought she was going to kill him, and I uh-huh. thought that's how the movie was going to end. That yeah. she was like just killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and because at that point she'd already killed two people, and I thought she was going to kill his girlfriend as well. Okay. But I didn't. I really didn't see that she like drugged him and gave him something to make him blind. And yeah. the the irony in that. Yeah. Just like killed me. <laughs> because a lot of this movie, like the things that you see happen, you think like, when are these people going to get their comeuppance? Like, yeah. it's terrible that this man is faking being blind yeah. just so he can like be an artist. Like, yeah. that's terrible. Tabu is killing everybody left, right and center. Yeah. She does make a comment though at one point. She's like, I'm not some serial killer that <laughs> I can just wipe everyone out. <laughs> it's like, you are though. You, you are. want to kill two people? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> She oh yeah, spoiler alert, she kills her neighbor because the neighbor was like discovering that she was probably yeah. having an affair. Wasn't and, that like, great too though? That was that was wow. <laughs> she throws her neighbor over the like balcony of their apartment building. Yeah. That was sad. She was and, a nice little lady. And then he sees it as well. Yeah. He sees that too, but he's still fake he's pretending to be blind. So yeah. he has to pretend that he didn't see that. Like those parts are hilarious. And, like, I, I do think the movie does a good job of everybody sort of getting their comeuppance, too. Like, the yeah. two two characters who are, like, wanting to harvest his organs, one of them winds up dying, and then the other one gets a bunch of money, but it's all counterfeit money. Like, it's yeah. not legit money, which I think um, worked well in their favor. And then the man that she was having an affair with winds up dying as well. Yeah. Well, he yeah. gets stuck in an elevator <laughs> of an abandoned apartment. Yeah. There you go. So, you enjoyed it? I did enjoy it. I had a good time with it. I did. There are just, you know, it feels really long, though. Yeah. And especially when it takes that one turn. I'm like, okay, did we actually need this? Like, I think maybe a better movie would just have more focus on, like, him enacting revenge once he did turn blind and working with the two people from that he knows from, like, the busy streets of India to, like, Mm -hmm. get her money to, like, kind of blackmail her into getting money from them i think that maybe would have been more interesting and i think you could have had a lot of fun and you could still have the twist of those two people turning on him in the end yeah exactly. like that still works you didn't need to kidnap her and then try to extort her for more money and then put her in the back of a car and then have her take like it was a lot there's a lot but i do love that scene where she's they're like in the car and you roll up to the rickshaw and you see the picture of ashwarya rai and you're like oh it's gonna happen yeah Oh, gosh. But there is a lot there. The other thing, though, that like kind of stood out to me is and I think it's interesting that you say that this is sort of the the renaissance of like Indian film and Indian cinema kind of turning its head a little bit and stepping away from like the cheesiness that it's used to. There are some songs in this movie and the main character is a piano player and he Uh also sings some songs. And I just felt like those didn't need to be in there. Like, I think you yeah. still had a good movie without this, like, added notion of songs. And I can understand why someone who's making a Bollywood film would want to have that in there, because that's what audiences tend to lean towards, especially something that is lighter in nature. That's what they're used to. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think they were really necessary. No, and they're not very good. They're not no. memorable, and they're not why you're there. Yeah. I think what's happening, though, is there is it's difficult for them to... Not difficult. I think it's a crossroads. And the way a renaissance happens is, you know, they have to, filmmakers have to figure out how do you make a movie with songs and how do you make a movie without songs? Mm -hmm. And they're slowly inching towards that, right? Like we are, 
there's a Gangs of Wasipur, for instance, that has 20 songs in it, but none of them feel obtrusive. Yeah. At the same time, you know, and then you do have something like Heather that all this, that has like choreographed dance sequences in a very serious like drama as well and somehow makes it work. So I think it's a balancing act of trying to see how can we how do we do, do this? this? Because it's also like you're saying, he is also a blind pianist in an Indian mm-hmm. movie. And I think it's kind of like I think if you were watching this and there was no songs, you'd be like, why didn't they put in a couple of songs? But they do they do this sort of like throwback to old Indian cinema yeah, as well. That's true. Like the husband was a, a film star and like he plays his old songs that a part of movies that he was part of all the time. And they do these little like flashbacks to old to old movies. And mm-hmm. I think you still have that there. You don't need a two, three minute segment of him singing a song while playing the piano. Like that takes up time. And yeah, you can do sort of like intercuts of like different things that are happening on, but mm-hmm. it's not didn't really drive the story in any way. No, that's true. I guess it didn't really. Um... I'm trying to remember. I know I just watched it. but <laughs> I will well, say the music is just not memorable. It's definitely probably, I think, the weakest part about this film, especially mm-hmm. because the screenplay is so strong and it is so entertaining and well, well constructed as a film mm-hmm. that... The music just, it really does fade into the background. And it's often the opposite where there's some movies where while you're going to watch are the big songs. Like you're there because you're like, oh, this is going to have some crazy music and some, you know, great songs. And that's what you're there for. Yeah. So it doesn't deliver on that. But I don't think, I don't think it needs to. But I can, I can appreciate how I feel like this will get remade into Hollywood someday. And obviously, they'll take out the music and you'll see, you know, it in that capacity. Yeah, he won't be a pianist or something. No, I think he still will be a pianist because I think the whole notion of the blind pianist. Pianist is like, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's charming. There's something about that. Everyone wants to be Stevie Wonder. Everyone wants to be Stevie Wonder. I have a question for you. Ask away. So at the end of the movie, he meets up with his old girlfriend and he explains everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And part of the movie is once he does turn blind, he's told by a doctor, oh, you can just get this like surgery done Cornea for your corneas. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll be able to see again. Um, and he explains to his girlfriend that he didn't go through with the surgery. And at the end of the movie, we see him walking with a stick and he's still blind or so we think. And he kicks a can with his, what are they? They have a proper name. A cane? A cane. But does they have a yeah. proper name? Walking anyway. stick? A walking stick, I guess. I don't yeah. know. He kicks a can with it so clearly. And yeah. I think it's meant there to have you guess, like, okay, is he is he actually still blind or is he faking it again? I think and he's I faking wanna, it. I do too. I think he's faking it. I think again. he's a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's faking it again and he knows that like he'll get more attention as yeah. a blind penis than he will as one that can see. I think the whole idea is, is that his ex girlfriend, played by Radhika Hapte, Sophie, Mm -hmm. she's the only good person in this entire film. Yeah. She's the only pure person. Everyone else is full of malice and dubious intentions or selfish or something. They're Mm -hmm. all kind of like gray. Oh, the the daughter. (laughs) The daughter. Well, I mean, she's not really a main character. No. But yeah, the daughter and also like the husband as well was very. um, Yeah, he just wanted to surprise his wife for the anniversary. But Sophie's the only person. But I'm pretty sure at the end, he's got, he has his eyesight and he knows what's he knows. working for it. He knows. 
Do you have sequel prequel ideas? I want to know, like, what's his life in this European <laughs> country that he's living in now? Yeah. Do they specify what country it is? No, they say somewhere in Europe, actually. Europe. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in Europe. Yeah. I want to know what he's doing and what schemes he's going to get himself into. Yeah. Because it's just, it's karma, man. This movie is literally is telling about karma, you yeah. about karma. And something will, will come up. Yeah. And I also would like to know, because the question I think it kind of leaves you with is, was he... Because at one point, Tabu has blinded him. Yeah. And they're about to harvest his organs. Mm -hmm. And he brings up that the woman that's harvesting his organs has a tattoo of a Hindu god on her arm. And they're like, how do you know that? And he says he's just like, he just knows. Yeah. Or he knows from like, from back. Well, they think he has a third eye. Yeah. Do you think he was getting his eyesight back at that point? I think he was getting his eyesight back. Maybe. But he didn't want to say anything. Maybe. And I think he had it all along. You think? From that point. I think like maybe like he was starting to see things again a little bit. Like he wasn't fully blind. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, or do you think after everything happened, he went and got the surgery? I think after everything happened, he got the surgery. How did he pay for it? He A very famous blind, blind pianist, right? You gather the money. You pay for the surgery. Somebody's going to talk. You have to get all those people to sign NDAs. No, this is India. No one signs an NDA. But he's in Europe now. Europe has different rules. Europe, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but that's what I liked about this is that it has you guessing. It does have you guessing. Yeah. Before we get to ratings, I have a season finale question for you. Oh. Specifically about the five Hindi films that I picked. Mm-hmm. Because I did have a purpose for picking them. Yeah. And specifically with you... I encourage you to watch more Indian movies all the time, like even <laughs> yeah. privately when we're just talking. And, you know, I really set out to select a different set of films and a, like a very particular set. So I want to ask you, based on the five films that I picked, what yes. is your perception now of of Hindi movies? Well, it had changed before then, too, because last season you did have a... We had a couple in there as well. Yeah. And just in our regular conversation, you're always telling me, like, watch this, watch that. Yeah. In my heart... I'm still that 90s yeah, Hollywood yeah. lover. And I love my... Yeah. I love them. And nothing is ever going to change that. No. I will say I am impressed with what I didn't know about Indian cinema and what is being made today. And what has been made for like quite some time. I just yeah. really wasn't aware of it. And I think that... I watch movies. I watch a lot of North American cinema because that's mm-hmm. what I know. And I knew a lot of Bollywood cinema mm-hmm. when I was like younger. And I think somewhere along the lines, it just uh, it became it started to feel like work in a way mm-hmm. of like having to keep up with these things. Whereas like in my everyday day to day, it's easy to like just look on yeah. IMDb and Through see osmosis, what's like yeah. what's coming up. Right. Yeah. And. I don't know, like, what websites do I look to to see what, like, Indian films are coming. And so I don't want to be hard on myself and say, like, I've been bad and that I should be, you know, keeping up with those things. It's just hard in my everyday because I I don't live in India and I'm not like you where, you know, it's a big part of my life. I think you've encouraged me to do that. The only thing, though, is I feel like I have you as a handicap now and I'm just going to ask you (laughs) all the time, what should I watch (laughs) And I also think I've what I've learned about myself is that there's a time and a place and I have to respect that because I don't want to force myself to watch anything that I don't really want to watch because the other part of it 
is like when you're watching these films, there is a lot of care that needs to go into it. You do need to like sit down, turn your phone off, like actually concentrate. With foreign films in general, yeah. Yes, which is a wonderful thing to do. I think more people should be doing that. What I think is so easy for North American movies, especially like lighter fare, Mm -hmm. is that I don't really need to do that. And so I think it's challenged me in a lot of ways as well. And I appreciate that. I I think the notion that like you need to be more that that there's a time and a place for everything, every movie. I think I learned that a lot from this season, too, that I think when you're watching movies for what we do versus when you're watching them for fun, it really is different. Mm -hmm. And how you approach a movie and how you feel about a movie is going to change. It's inevitable. And I think. I also think that some of the movies that you might have suggested, if you if I'd watched them just casually, I would have liked them more rather than... Like Heavyweights. <laughs> Maybe specifically Heavyweights. I think you secretly love Heavyweights. <laughs> Ironically, You're wearing, I'm actually... you like the Heavyweights colors, I, I feel like, today. <laughs> I'm actually specifically thinking of Pretty and pa- uh, Funny Face. Funny specifically, Face, yeah. yeah. It's one of those examples that, like, I feel like I might have liked this more if I wasn't sitting down to critique it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can respect that, that there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a when you have a deadline to watch a movie, it's homework. It is. No matter how good the movie is in the end. Yeah. Even if you've seen it before, because there are yeah. a couple where I've like, I've seen this a bunch of times, like, it'll be easy. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. <laughs> you, you got yeah, you you to fit it in. And I think the reason I enjoyed this, especially this time, was because I watched it with my cousin. And yeah. like watching her reaction was like, it was really fun. I wanted to see her reaction when the murder happened. And really when he goes blind, I was just like, I can't wait to see what she's going to do when that happens. Because they're just, him going blind is one of my, it's such a great plot point. Yeah. It's such a great, like, great plot point. Oh my God, point. you can't see now. Yeah. You're like that is that is irony at its finest. Yeah, you can't write, you can't make that shit up, but you did. So. You did, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's very good. I will go into my rating quickly. Okay. This is it's such a fun film, and it's fun and violent and black humor and all of that, <laughs> and like, but it's fun. Like I don't know how else to describe it. It's a fun adult film, and I love the comparison to Knives Out because that's ex- the exact energy. Actually, yeah. it is the exact energy. It's the exact feel. It's all of that. This isn't a mystery the way Knives Out is, but it doesn't need to be because the twist a minute thing really works. There's movies that attempt this, and they just don't do it well. And while I totally actually agree that the organ thief kind of subplot is it's a little bit of a stretch i think because everything uh, my personal opinion is that i think everything leading up until that point and even after that point is so strong and like well woven together and the performances are so great in this it kind of i I like i'm like okay this could be about 15 minutes shorter i do think like a tight two hours would have been like really good because i do find that once he goes, bl- it's really breakneck speed up until he goes blind. And then it does slow Die down, down. Mm-hmm. just because there is like a twist every 10 to 15 minutes. There's like something that happens, a major plot point every 10 to 15 minutes and a major yeah. change. Then it does definitely slow down. And you f- and because it's moving so quickly up until that point, you feel that slow down. Mm-hmm. Like you feel it in your bones. Tabu, tabu, tabu. Tabu. Aside from being probably the most attractive 40-year-old woman 
She must be over 40 now. She's, She's like 40, 50. 45. She's close to 50. She looks spectacular in this. Yeah. And her performance is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so... And I said this in Heather, too, because she was so good in Heather, but she's so good in this. She's the definition of femme fatale in a way that is endearing and non-sexual. Like she's not, there's nothing meant to be, she's meant to be sexy and beautiful, but there's nothing, she's not using her sexuality. She's just a crazy bitch. And it's so fun to watch her be that way. There's so much in this movie you don't see in other places. And I think that's kind of why it's so fun. It seems like something you've seen before, but you cannot name anything like it. And I think that's that's what it is. It's just, it's a real entertaining film. And if you're looking for something, watch it with other film people who are just going to be just as like balls out enjoying it. Because it really is a ride. It's a real grid ride. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I am going to go with three and a half stars. My turn? Yep. Okay. To add... To taboo, like when you say femme fatale, the first person for North American films that yeah. come to mind is Sharon Stone. Yeah. And I would argue that taboo is like 10 times sexier than Sharon Stone yeah. because it's not all out there. Yeah. It is literally. still so. <laughs> it literally, yeah. yeah. It's still so reserved and refined and like it's controlled, whereas like Sharon doesn't have. Sharon has control, but she's not. No, but Sharon doesn't have control. That's a great example. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There you go. But yes, Taboo is just like 10 times that and just so entertaining to watch in anything that she does. And Mm -hmm. like, I, we need to get her an Oscar. I think that's our next campaign that we need to (laughs) to sell out there because she is just so good in this. But if I saw this movie on paper, like Mm -hmm. if someone explained to me all the things you just went over, what a hot mess of a movie. What a dumpster fire of a movie. It is executed so well, though. And it it is exactly what you're saying. It's a ride. And there, again, there's so much control in how this was made and how the story goes along. It's just that last like 45 minutes of the movie, I would say, where it does wind down, it does slow down, it does need to slow down because it's just so much action after action after Mm -hmm. action. And not even action, just there's so much content (laughs) coming at you at one time that you do need to like kind of slow it down and understand what's happening a little bit more. But I think it kind of hurts itself in a way because you're used to seeing so much happening at once and then it's like wait what is this yeah where are we going from here oh now this person's tricking this person so i can understand the need to do it but i don't know if it was like the best execution of it i think there are some things there that i might have taken out Mm -hmm. to kind of have a tighter film but for something that is so messy and so complex it's really digestible it's not like it goes down smoothly you're able to understand the storyline you know, there are a bunch of different characters within this and you know who everybody is. I don't know their name, but I know who everybody is yeah. and I know what parts they play in the larger story of it. I'm so happy that you picked a Bollywood. This is the first Bollywood movie that you picked for me that I like actually enjoyed sitting down and watching. <laughs> the other ones, I enjoyed the films, but this one didn't feel as much as homework as the other ones have. And again, I think that just goes to like tone and what I enjoy as a movie yeah. viewer. And that is lighter fare and just having something that is a little bit more entertaining. In terms of like Bollywood, this is, I would say to anyone who's like interested in Bollywood, 
and maybe doesn't like musicals or doesn't like yeah. doesn't want to see you know two people rolling around in the Swiss Alps, <laughs> like I mean, watch you should but whatever. It's amazing. I don't know why you wouldn't want to yeah. watch that. Um, but if that's not your cup of tea, for whatever reason, start with this. This is a good movie to start with. Yeah. It, you know, it also shows you like kind of how India works in a way as well, and yeah. it's educational in a way like that too. And I think it would be really like fresh and exciting for people. And you're right, North America is going to remake this. It's not going to be as fun. No. It will be a hot mess of a movie. Yeah. It will not be as contained. Um, it will be disappointing. And so I'm glad that I've watched this first. <laughs> yeah. So I know what the source work is. And I am leaving off at the same place as you are. I am with three and a half stars with Yay. this one. Hey. Yeah. I'm glad. Three and a half. Sometimes and you just want to be entertained. And I yeah. think what i love about this movie is that it does exactly what it sets out to do Mm -hmm. it's not trying to educate you or change your mind or make you think or anything like that it's just meant to entertain you the way bridesmaids is just meant to entertain you or knives out is meant to to entertain you but i think it's so hard to do Mm -hmm. make a good just entertaining film yeah and i'm glad i'm glad we ended this on a on a (laughs) fun note Yes. Exactly. Rather than four months, three weeks, and two days that I was going to pick. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. I'm <laughs> Should we look at what was our lowest score and what was our highest? Well, I think our lowest was Cinderella's story. Let me just confirm that. And I think a separation was our highest. I just want to confirm. A separation was our highest. It's there a is a tie 10. for the lowest. Oh. So you got one right, a Cinderella story, but there's a tie. What's the other one? You're not going to guess? It's heavyweights? No. (laughs) Surprisingly, no. (laughs) Cinderella story was two and a half and heavyweights was three and a half. Oh, was it AI? No. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. It's the cat's meow. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that was not great. Uh, Love you, Kirsten (laughs) Dunst. But uh, a separation was her highest? A separation with our highest, a 10 out of 10 for a separation. Well, Mitha, that was season two. That was season two. Isn't it kind of crazy? We're not quite done, though. We're not quite done, though. No. Not next week, but the week after. We will have the second annual Demita Awards brought to you by my Contigo water bottle. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I picked up the first thing I saw. So just to clarify, we are doing the second annual Demita Awards, and we are giving ourselves a week break. Yeah. So Andhad, when this came out on April 6th, we are not going to release anything on April 13th. Nope. But on April 20th, you will have the second annual Demita Awards. Hooray! And at the end of that episode, we will tell you what Mita and I have in store for season three. It's big. It's very big. It's big, baby. <laughs> it might be too big, is what Mitha it's, and I are thinking. It's a lot. It's a lot. What if we change our minds between now and then? Every day I change my mind. Uh, do you? <laughs> I go back and forth of like, hmm. Is this a good idea or not? <laughs> well, huh? you guys don't. Mitha and I could still change it. We have it up until we record to decide whether we what we are doing for season three. But whatever it is, there is going to be a season three. Mita and I love doing this. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. You have 
increased. Our listenership has gone up slowly, but surely we really do enjoy doing this. So thanks. Thanks for being a part of this journey with us. The second year of this. Oh, my gosh. What a life. What a life. Yep. But. uh, Yeah. Next week. We're not playing our game. No. What do we end off with then? We didn't discuss this. No, Can we're we just going to end up. No, we're ending off with our quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is the final quote from season two. Mita, take it away. What is life? It depends on the liver. <laughs> you got to watch the movie to understand that. But Yay. for the last time in season two, thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you on April 20th for Mm. the second annual Domino Awards. Hooray. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number 2 Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.